Welcome to The Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss modern-day Jane Austen adaptations. Now covering Emma Approved, I'm Jillian Davis. I'm Yolanda Rodriguez. Keep up with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Pemberley. You can help support our running costs on patreon.com slash thepemberley. And if you have any questions or comments, email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another sensational episode of The Pemberley Podcast. I bet you're wondering what we're reading. I'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, when you've been doing a podcast for like this long, you're like, how do we? How do we? I think that's always a struggle. It's like, how do we start? Yeah, like, that's the hardest part. Like, we'll just, it's literally me and Yolanda sitting here for a couple of minutes looking at each other like, hi, everyone. Yeah. (laughs) What do you want from us? It's like, how do we get directly into our book club? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we do. Um, I guess we can just dive right into our yeah. book club. So what are you reading, Jillian? I just finished reading this uh, really nice sort of rom com book called Right Where I Want You by Jessica Hawkins. It sort of played out like every romantic comedy you saw in theaters in the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Shocker, it takes place in New York City ah. in the magazine publishing <laughs> of industry. Of course, I was going to say, it's either fashion or yeah, like editorial or something. Or publishing or like yeah. magazine. Yeah. And basically, this is Guy, Sebastian, and he- Great name. Is, it, it is a fabulous name. And uh, he is the creative director for like a men's magazine. Of course. And they've recently- <laughs> gotten into some hot water because someone wrote an expose about how they've got this like chauvinistic attitude about around the office what a surprise i know and so (laughs) and so to just sort of recoup from that his boss brings in a consultant to basically be the co-creative director her job is to sort of help turn things around like tweak the brand so that it's like less ignoring women yeah and uh she does a great job and they're kind of like workplace proximity associates and they kind of go from like enemies to lovers and it's a very sweet story there's a and they involve dogs um she has a dog with a heart condition and that's her like achilles heel and he has family problems and that's his achilles heel and he's like getting over stuff Mm -hmm. emotionally and they help each other through that and it's it was a nice lovely read nice yeah what are you reading so i don't have any new books i'm (laughs) reading right now but i have been listening to emma Uh, the audiobook as read by Nadia May right now. Uh, Nadia May is a pseudonym for Wanda McCadden, who's actually won, I was looking her up, she's won a lot of like audio awards and things like that. She's read so many audiobooks and she's like a very prolific narrator. What I, and right now I'm in the uh, Miss Bates arc actually of, of the book and I love the way she brings all the different characters to life. Miss Bates is like this high-pitched, borderline annoying character, and the way she just gets sidetracked and things are still happening behind her. I'm like, oh, where are you going, Emma? And sort of things, and she's like still going on and on about Jane. So I'm really enjoying that. I listen to audiobooks a lot, actually. Mostly nonfiction, because I like hearing if it's like Tina Fey reading her book or Amy Poehler reading her book, because then like you get their firsthand, yeah, sure. their own words you know. It's like you don't have to imagine it. You just hear it. Right, exactly. I know there's like different versions of Emma audiobooks out there. I know like, I think Emma Thompson has one that's of her reading Emma. Just about to say, I think they announced a couple months ago that she's uh, doing this audiobook for Emma. Yeah, they have like, I think Rosamund Pike also read maybe Mm -hmm. Pride and Prejudice, but they have a lot of different actors who come in to also read these audiobooks and I haven't actually listened to any like 
celebrities reading these classics. So mm-hmm. I wonder if they're any good at yeah, their jobs. Yeah, they're good. Because <laughs> I think it's truly, it's truly an art form for these narrators who like get all the different voices and for you to really imagine what it, all these different characters that are playing out. But yeah, that's what I'm listening to right now. That's exciting. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of Emma, perhaps we should just dive right into our uh, Emma approved episodes, beginning with episode 31, Listening Again, written by Bernie Sue. So previously, Izzy came in, was very angry with Emma and stormed out. And it just felt like these sisters are never going to talk to each other again. Everything's a disaster. And Emma's kind of going through again, like, this is what happened. I don't know if she thinks she's in the right still, but she's kind of like just shaken up about like, you know, I'm not talking to my sister right now and I don't know what's going on. And then Knightley comes in and is like, I have to talk to you. Camera off. Not only does he come in, he storms in. Storms in. And he's angry Knightley. And have we seen angry Knightley before? We've seen annoyed Knightley. I don't think we've seen like angry turn off the camera Knightley. Yeah, (laughs) because he's like, this is personal. This is family. This is my brother. This is your sister. What did you do? What were you thinking? I was scared. (laughs) The thing that annoyed him before, too, was when she was withholding the surprise that Izzy was going to give John and and Knightley was like, no, tell me the surprise. You clearly know. Like, you're keeping secrets from me. And now he found out the secret because John was talking to him or ranting for 30 minutes on the phone saying, Izzy's not packing up the van with me to go to Joshua Tree. Why? (laughs) You can't pack up a van without a wife (laughs) and your kids. But she's like refusing to. And so she's like, he's like, our whole plan, our plan to go to Joshua Tree and all the camping equipment that I was, well, I guess they don't have any camping equipment because he was supposed to get that from Alex. So what are they packing up? (laughs) No, I think this was a couple, this was during Thanksgiving. Remember, they went over Thanksgiving. Right. I think he, not Alex, got equipment from John. Oh, okay. But I think we can safely assume that they've since traded back. Got it. And that they have everything. (laughs) I feel like John kind of reminds me, it's been forever, but you know the the very opening scene in A Bug's Life where like all the ants are marching in a line and then a leaf flutters in the middle of the line. yes. And he's like, I'm lost. Like, the line. What do I do? The line. And then this guy has to come and be like, we are going around the leaf. I feel like that's what's <laughs> happening like, with John. Oh, okay. He's like, okay. she's not packing. What do I do? <laughs> yeah. And Alex is like, hang on, I'm going to talk to Emma and we are going around the leaf. Yeah. And so, but yeah. he's still mad and he's like, he sees Izzy as like basically making plans on behalf of both of them and then just carrying on. And of course, because no one's talked about anything, John doesn't realize that that is how Izzy has been feeling for a while. Yeah, she's had this very go-with-the-flow attitude for so long that this sudden change of, like, not going along with the plan is very disruptive to John and his life. He's like, what's going on? So that's what Alex is here to find out from Emma. Like, what did you do to Mm. cause this sort of drama within our siblings' marriage and lives. So that's what he's there to find out. Emma is does not believe she's wrong. She's like, no, I helped my sister. But I think Alex does remind her, though, of the thing we were talking about was that you're disrupting not just Izzy. You're not helping just Izzy. You have to realize you are affecting this marriage. Is this about Izzy? And John. Izzy and John. In case you forgot, there are two people in that marriage. She didn't take John into account when helping Izzy. And now we're kind of seeing the fallout from that. Yeah. But I do think that Emma's doing a good job of standing up for herself because she's saying things like, I didn't put, 
Like, because she's, I, I think she's still sort of reeling from the whole Senator Elton thing. And even if she's making new mistakes, she's making an effort not to make old mistakes. Yeah. So she makes a point of saying, I didn't put word or like ideas in Izzy's head that weren't already there. Like I right. listened to her. This is my solution. It was kind of the wrong solution, but she did a good job of like the, I mean, like the title of this episode is listening again. Yeah. And I think she's doing a good job of demonstrating that she like had the best of intentions. And I will give Alex credit because she's like, I listened to her and like, this was my solution and I'm sorry it was wrong, but like, you have to trust me. You have to listen to me. And he says, okay. Like he's on board. Yeah. He came in just like so angry, ready to argue. And then hearing her out was like, oh, you know what? Okay. You are learning. You're not learning the best way, (laughs) but I totally get where you're coming from. And yeah, he does validate her skills and is saying like, you know what? I hate to admit it, but you are right more often than you're wrong. So maybe in this instance, like, I am wrong. And, like, maybe we, John and I, went about it the wrong way, too. And we should have been listening to you and Izzy. And then we wouldn't have come to this drama of not going to Joshua Tree. Like, maybe it would have unfolded in a better manner. And it's possible that he sees the parallels between... John and Izzy's problem and his and Emma's problem. Like, it's possible he sees, oh, so Izzy's problem with John is that he wasn't listening to her. Maybe that's my problem with Emma, is I've just kind of adopted this whole, you're wrong, I'm right, I can see the, you know, and of of course everyone thinks that they're right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So he's, he's listening too. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, Knightley doesn't get involved because he's like, you know what, Emma knows what she's doing. But in this case, he did get involved because it's family with the whole Weston drama, um, he didn't get so involved either. He was just like, you know what? I'm just going to look away from the car crash. <laughs> Things are happening, but I'm sure Emma's taking care of it. In this case, he got more involved. I guess last minute too. Because again, day of trip, the Knightley brothers are like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Emma and Izzy have been plotting for, or like meeting for a while about this and going, processing through Izzy's own feelings and frustrations with her marriage and what she wants to do so yeah and i feel like i feel like with the weston marriage alex lived in sort of blissful ignorance for a while oh yeah like he was just like oh okay things are happening wedding's getting planned and then boom he was like you did what (laughs) you assumed what and like it was it all turned out okay so he was fine but in this case yeah he's like learning about the problems much earlier on but it's also very (laughs) it's still like the day before (laughs) like these nightly boys they're just like all right life is fine everything's fine and then boom your wife is refusing to pack up the car and refusing to go (laughs) yeah um and so but back to alex and emma's conversation he says okay i'll listen to you and i believe you and that you listen to your sister and i'll call john and tell him to listen to his wife yeah 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 which probably isn't something he's done in a while (laughs) like he's not asked izzy probably like what do you want to do rather than just setting the plans yeah which is I know John's argument of, like, why he's frustrated. He's like, she's just setting plans behind my back. Yeah. And John kind of does the same thing. He just sets the plans and, like, they go with it. I know. I think the difference between, like, what John has been doing and what Izzy did in this instance is it's not like John's trying to do something behind her back. Right. It's like, so this is actually, this is a good segue into the next part of the episode. Alex leaves and he's like, I'm calling John. And then Izzy shows up and there's a very, very sentimental sisterly heart-to-heart. Yeah. Where basically Izzy confesses that she's just gotten way too good at going with the flow and doing whatever John wants. I'm tired of telling myself no, but I've gotten so good at it that 
now I can do it before John can. She's beaten herself down to that point of insecurity too, of like saying, well, why am I going to go pursue this or do this when it's just going to be a no? So I'm just going to not bring it up anyways, because it's going to be a no. It's too much money. It's too different from what John's planned. So why, why bring it up? Mm -hmm. And it should be that she is bringing up those things and they do have a a conversation about it rather than her just shutting herself down Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not talking about it as they should be. I like that she has that little fantasy that she was like, maybe we would have packed up the car, but we would have just gone to LAX and still done the Hawaii trip. And like, I think that was something that would have been funny, but also you think more drama at an airport. (laughs) Oh, but I do love how gloriously dramatic, because she says, I put on my best Emma Woodhouse voice. So she's going for theatrics in her fantasy. Which I think if you're going to explore this whole like yelling at your husband in a fantasy, (laughs) go for the theatrics, 100%. Yeah. And she turns to him and says, like, I was expecting her to say something like, John, we're going to Hawaii. Yeah. You had a very different yeah. idea. <laughs> I was very worried. <laughs> I thought she might be like, John, I'm leaving you. Oh. I'm taking the kids, going to Hawaii, and you can figure out your life. <laughs> and that sort of thing. I'd be like, no. That'd be so awesome if she's like, okay, so we're going to Hawaii. You take the car back home. There's no ticket for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would have been a little bit like the Annie plot twist where, you know, Emma sent her to a room to like cancel all the reservations, cancel everything. She's going to regret it. She's going to come back and say, no, the wedding's still on. And Annie was like, done. Signed all the forms. <laughs> yeah. Wedding's canceled. <laughs> Here you go. And she's like, crap, crap, crap. This yeah. wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah. So if Izzy had been like, you know what? I'm going to Hawaii with the kids and John, you can go to Joshua Tree by yourself. <laughs> Fun with all the camping. Yeah. <laughs> Izzy does say something that's kind of out of left field. She's or in her fantasy, that is. She says, yeah. John, I want to go back to school. And we're like, whoa, where did this come from? Yeah. And that's kind of when we learn that this is how it's all been connected is she kind of feels like not only has John been making all the decisions, but she's been feeling like unfulfilled in the career department. Cause yeah. uh, Emma has said, she was like, I thought she was going to be a career woman, but then she had these kids and she's very happy with these kids, which she is, but she's also like, I miss being in the adult world, which is totally a thing. Yeah. It, it sounds like it was a thing where, yeah, they had a kid, but then it was supposed to be like maybe just a, a temporary break on school and then she would go back to school, but then they had another kid. So just like that gap never happened again. Mm-hmm. So it is just bringing that up to John and finding the way to like now that they're a little older, the kids are a little older for Izzy to go back to school. And it sounds like that's like her next thing is like to tell John, I want to go back to school because that was what I wanted to do. And I still want to do it, actually. So yes. and he would be a fool to deny her. Oh, yeah. I think <laughs> I think especially after what's happened now, he'd be like, he wouldn't be like, no, you can't go to school. He'd be like, yes, of course, anything, yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever you, you want to do, whatever you want. I'll pay the tuition. It's great. <laughs> I love daycare. <laughs> Well, this is probably a good segue into the next episode. Episode 32, Back in Business, written by Bernie Sue. So Emma kind of wraps up the Izzy and John storyline, really. Instead of going to Joshua Tree, as they always do, the Knightleys went back home and are looking for colleges in their area that Izzy can go and start school, which is exciting. Yeah. 
I like my favorite part is when Emma says like Izzy's my hero. Yeah, that's nice. Her big sister is her hero. (laughs) Yeah, it's a nice way to wrap up that story because now it's like okay, great. There's open communication between this couple now. John knows Izzy's frustrations, and Izzy will be more vocal about her like what she wants, and they can work together and continue to strengthen their relationship and their marriage, which is exciting. I'm happy for them. Yeah. And I like that Emma also goes like, she's like, I'm back. I'm better than ever. I'm one for one. New year, new me. She's like, I'm bigger, faster, stronger, harder. She's like Captain Marvel. (laughs) She's Captain Emma. Oh, and also side note, uh, then Harriet brings in a thank you gift from John Knightley to Emma. And he got her a gift certificate to do Krav Maga. Which? Which. (laughs) I was like very excited about that because I do Krav. And it was funny because when uh, we had um, Brent Isaacs on on the show, we bonded over that a little bit. Hi, Brent. Hope you're still doing Krav. I'm still doing Krav. Actually, Yolanda and I meet after my Krav Maga class. (laughs) It's on Saturdays. That's fun. And I hope Emma learns all about fighting. <laughs> Krav, she says, is an Israeli Yes, it is. Or? It's the basically the fighting that they teach in the Israeli Defense Force. Ah. So, because oh, you know how, oh, like, everyone... So does Gal Gadot... No, no. Yeah, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. okay. you know how, like, everyone in Israel, like, you have to join the army? Right. That's like, immediately this is... who I thought of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you have to learn uh, how to fight. You have to, like, be in the army for, I think, like, two years or yeah. something like that. So what's cool about this fighting is it's called like practical fighting, which means that like no matter what shape you're in, no matter what size you are, uh-huh. like you should be able to use these. It's like kind of a mishmash of like other fighting styles. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. He's gifting Emma the ability to defend herself, herself and her country if necessary, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess a very John Knightley gift to give. It's weird, but I'm into it. Could you see Emma in your class? Yes, I could see her and I, well, I don't know how tall she is, but I could see her scaring people. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she would get really into it. She would get very And into like it. really good. It's easy to get into. It's easy to just like hit that bag and be like, <laughs> I can do it. And her just being like bigger, faster, stronger, harder. Yeah, yeah, she would start to implement that into her lifestyle excellence. She would plans. kill and grow. Yeah. <laughs> Emma notices that Harriet brought in a musical instrument, her ukulele. Mm -hmm. Harriet is finally starting a music club, which is exciting. And that is- Super nerdy, but I love it. Yeah, (laughs) that is part of, I think, the the transmedia of this series is that they had like separate videos where Harriet would be playing songs and they posted the sheet music and viewers were, were able to record their own covers and post them. And that was really a fun aspect of this show too. But I love the reveal that it's an online music club because Emma's also processing it. Like, I started an online music club. An online music club. That's surprisingly perfect. We're, it's perfect for her. Yeah. <laughs> so carry on. Yeah. And... They are, not only are they like learning music, but she's gonna, they're gonna practice a song that she wrote. Ah, which is nice. Yeah. I do like that Emma compliments Harriet too. She's like, you know what? You're handling everything really well. And, you know, with everything you've gone through, the maturity with which you've handled everything is really great. And like, you know, she continues to be a mentor and uplift Harriet. Even when Emma has all her schemes going on, she still finds time to like mentor and foster that relationship with Harriet, which is really nice to see. Yeah, it is. Um, and then so she's like, scooch, go get your ukulele and sing for me. Yeah. Which is, like, I think is really nice because like it's very nerve wracking to when you like write something like a song to perform it in front of your 
boss who yeah. you love it's so <laughs> nerve-wracking and she's like okay i'll go get it and then nightly strolls in he doesn't come in like angry nightly like he was last right. time he's like strolling like easygoing like really handsome nightly uh, <laughs> not that i noticed and he's like you did good kid yeah <laughs> Something like that yeah he encourages her he's like you know what you were right I was wrong. And, like, he's really great about admitting when he's wrong, too. I think that's where Emma sometimes takes a little longer to admit she's wrong or that maybe she's misstepped in any way. I think she just forcefully forces her way into, like, to fixing anything. And then it kind of results in a good manner, at least. But Nylee does is like, all right, you know what? You listened. You saw something that none of us saw. And thankfully now you're strengthening our siblings' marriage. (laughs) I love that that's the line he used. Even, like, because when I heard that, I was like, okay, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. But, and then they acknowledge that it's a weird thing to say. He's like, strengthen the marriage between our siblings. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, King Arthur or yeah. whatever. You know, I was just like, but, uh, and then they laugh. And then she playfully hits him. And I'm like, you're in love. Yeah. There's this, yeah, there's a clearly a moment between them where they're smiling at each other and giggling and pushing each other. And it's like, oh my God. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Good job communicating. <laughs> Shut up. And then Harriet! Harriet comes back in the room with her ukulele and we're like, no, bad timing, Harriet, bad timing. Get out. Stop saying words and get out and let them be cute together. There is a moment where like Emma does turn to acknowledge Harriet and it takes a second for Knightley to like realize, oh, like Harriet's there. <laughs> I forgot there was anyone else in this office. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. So romantic. <laughs> and now she's going to perform for mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We do hear some of the song over the, the end cards, which is nice. And then mm-hmm. if you want to watch the actual song, oh. it's on YouTube. And I'll link to that in the WordPress. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at. It's like everything's very resolved with that storyline now and it's i mean the next thing will be like what's the next client sort of thing so that's where we're where we're at let's go to the comments section where we read original youtube comments from when these episodes first aired starting with episode 31 betty williams says omg emma marry this man immediately you will never find another man like that ever (laughs) truth Workaholic888 says, that was kind of a long one. He says, Angry Nightly is my favorite Nightly. I've always been a bigger fan of Emma, the book, compared to Pride and Prejudice for this very reason. The dynamic between Emma Knightley has always been feisty and passionately heated. I love how Emma approved manages to preserve the awkwardness between Emma and Knightley concerning their siblings being married. It's like they're not quite fine with the idea because they're technically family as a result of their siblings' nuptials, probably because they're romantically interested in each other, a point also highlighted in the 1996 adaptation of Emma, the one with Paltrow, well done. Hmm. So it was a very long-winded say, way of someone saying, I love Angry Nightly. Yeah. <laughs> it is a point of contention in their relationship. Looking at him, Hurt says, okay, okay, I support you, Emma. Her smile when he walked out and she stared at his back, still smiling. Sorry, world, I need a moment. Feels. It's how I felt. Feels, Yes. Feels. <laughs> Uh, from episode 32, Sauce says, <laughs> I don't know what to say. That's because you're supposed to stop using your lips for talking and use them for smooching. Kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> that was in all caps. <laughs> the girl with the book says, the body language, the acting, the everything. I would love to congratulate the team for such a flawless episode and equally perfect series. You can feel the dedication and effort put into this, and I infinitely appreciate it. Thank you. 
Aww. And Annie Lovell says, those nightly boys take a little training, but the end result is worth it. Freudian plural there, Emma. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're uh, ending on a happier note than we did the last episode. I'm very happy to end here because yeah. it's like another problem has been resolved, another client's life is better, yeah. and things are just like getting turned up ever so slightly on Emma and Alex. Yeah, Emma's one for one. Mm-hmm. And even though they didn't make money off this client, <laughs> hopefully now this like gets Emma back into her Emma confidence and like going into new clients will be even better. Yep. This episode has been Pemberley Podcast Approved. Approved.